Hi, and welcome. I'm Jim Fries, and this is The Conversation, a podcast airing viewpoints on the impact of artificial intelligence on business and society. Today, I'm joined by Supriya Gupta, Senior Product Director and Head of Recommendations at Credit Karma, a personal finance company that provides educational resources, tools, and personalized recommendations for credit and loan management. Supriya has played a critical role in scaling the development and adoption of AI technology throughout Credit Karma's business. We'll discuss everything from the company's latest machine learning innovations to its vision for creating a mobile, personal financial assistant that supports consumers across the entire financial landscape. Supriya, welcome to the conversation. We're thrilled to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. We're very excited to have you. So let's start out with a little bit about your background. You have extensive technical and business uh, experience at both startups and global enterprises. What drew you to fintech and credit karma in particular? Yeah, I've spent a number of years working at various companies, most of which have a strong AI component to them. And the attraction to Credit Karma for me was really the chance to apply my years of expertise to this wonderful mission of Credit Karma to champion financial progress and also to be part of this mission-driven company and culture, uh, which has this true intention and the product experiences that reflect that intention that really enable and empower people uh, in a financial way. And there are just endless opportunities, specifically in finance, in terms of problems that need to be solved in, in the society at large. And Credit Karma is just so well positioned to solve these problems, especially using AI. So this was the attraction for me with Credit Karma and fintech. And specifically, AI can have a really positive impact in this space in terms of leveling the playing field for consumers by fueling choice and certainty and all sorts of efficiencies. And this vision that you know, our CEO, Ken Lin, talks about around automating finance was just this really attractive opportunity to be able to leverage the power of AI and data for good. So that's that's what brought me to Credit Karma and and this just amazing opportunity in, in fintech. That's great to hear, specifically a mission-driven company that's really helping with financial literacy, which I think is it's a growing issue for many folks. So I, I completely get kind of the excitement about what you're doing for good. And from what I understand, Credit Karma took off in the, the height of the financial crisis uh, back in 2008 uh, to help consumers manage their credit scores. Since then, it's evolved into a more holistic fintech company that offers support across credit, you know, loan, mortgage management. And I think as you've highlighted, AI is playing a significant role in that evolution. Can you walk us through the shift and the growing impact of AI? Yeah, absolutely. So just to start from the beginning here, the, the early days of Credit Karma, when our founders started, you know, 2008 again, like when consumers didn't have access to the information banks had on them, like they're credit scores, uh, credit reports were, were not easily accessible. And the founders really knew deep down that this was just fundamentally the wrong way to build this industry, that this transparency was really important. And it was really clear to them early on that credit scores were really a means to an ends for most people. And, and prosperity in their lives. It was not just the score itself. It was in pursuit of something bigger. 
uh, like getting a credit card to be able to purchase more things or, or even getting their first car or home. And so, you know, we started to level the playing field here with free credit scores. Which, by the way, I have to say, I took advantage of at the time. It was it was great. Because to your point, there wasn't transparency and it was there was this mystery around credit scores. So and if you wanted to know, you had to pay for it. So I think what you guys did was fantastic. I still remember like the jingle from their early uh, commercials back in the day, but well before I actually joined the company about freeze free. Sing it for us. Go ahead. Um, sing it for us. I, <laughs> 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 uh, maybe, maybe some other day uh, after after a beer or two at happy hour. But um, it was really amazing. I, I still remember you had to pay like 20 bucks or something to get your credit report. It was a whole thing. And it's, it's kind of amazing that that industry was able to do that for so long. That was the humble beginnings, just flipping the script and just really democratizing access to what people fundamentally should have had access to in the first place. And the vision for this was always much greater. It was free credit scores at the beginning, but it was really that as a conduit to be able to give consumers a fair chance to make financial progress, really providing that transparency certainty and simplicity around finances to achieve that. So as as the business grew on top of this great business model and 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 value brought to our consumers, uh technology's actually also got more advanced as well. So Specifically, when it comes to AI, the cloud just evolved tremendously since 2008, and technologies just became more accessible through the cloud. And we were able to leverage that technology in ways to build out AI in ways that, you know, t- 10 years ago, 20 years ago, like would have just been exclusive to juggernauts like Google or Amazon. So uh, we started our recommendations team about seven years ago, and our objective was to first stand up offers delivery and then evolve that over time time to be this dynamic, personalized experience that could recommend anything. And all of this fueled by data and machine learning. So we started off with offers, recommendation, and certainty. For Credit Karma, we were the first company to really do these approval odds at scale. And, and we sort of grew from there and evolved the AI. And just a quick definition moment for, for those listening that may not be as familiar with the fintech term. So when I say offers, when, I, when I'm pro- referring to is offers from our financial partners for financial products like credit cards, personal loans, et cetera. So that's what offers means. And when I say personal loans, this is a a product we have on Credit Karma, and it actually uses AI to predict the approval odds a member has for specific offers on Credit Karma based on what we know about your, your credit report. And this allows us to rank offers and highlight offers that the consumer has higher probability for qualifying. And this is like really, really important and really powerful because if you apply for products you don't qualify for, then you take a hit on your credit score, but you still need the product. So now you're disadvantaged when you apply again. So this was one of the really big innovations we we had early on in, in AI. I, I think you launched kind of an AI powered feature last year called Stories, which expanded the app's capabilities, particularly in in your area or your domain, I should say, of recommendations. You know, what was the inspiration behind that? And if you could talk a little bit more about specifically about the role of AI in that, that would be fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. So offers uncertainty were sort of our beginnings. And, and like I'd mentioned, we evolved the platform to you know cover every single, aspirationally, every single pink pixel in the app. And so Stories specifically was our foray into that expansion. And this is effectively a feed-like feature uh, that you see 
when you log into the app on the landing screen. And what this does is it serves up the most relevant information, recommendations, tools, offers, all sorts of things to help them achieve financial progress. And these stories are tailored for their individual situations, personalized with information that is actually specifically relevant to that member. And it was a really, really powerful addition to the app is it not only uh, surfaced recommendations, but it surfaced them in a way that was actually contextualized to the member, where they are, what they need, and what their situation is. And it allowed us to actually create a much richer discovery experience to find things within Credit Karma. Because as a company, we actually offer a lot of different tools, products, services, different types of financial products as well. But different people have different needs. And so you could take a sort of of static approach to navigation, which is what we primarily relied on before, that stories allowed us to drive personalized navigation to servicing different parts and experiences of our app that are actually much more relevant to where members are and and what they need. And just give like a quick example of this. So about a year ago or so, when we launched stories, we surfaced stories about mortgage refinance. And through, through that effort, we were actually able to drastically raise awareness of this product space in general. People who actually got served up mortgage refi offers by us grew by 4x and the people who actually took them grew by 6x, which is tremendous. Wow. It speaks to the value and the relevance of what you're delivering, right? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's fantastic. So I lived through 2008 and I thought, boy, the circumstances behind that and the impact it had on the financial markets and and people's concern about personal finance. I thought I'll never see anything like that again. And then fast forward to 2020 in a pandemic and, you know, I'm, I'm thinking a year ago, late March and April, and the market was tanking. And I got to believe it's had a huge impact on demand for financial support. Is that true? And how did that shift what Credit Karma is doing? Yeah, it's it's definitely true. Last year, especially at the right at the downturn at the beginning of the pandemic, we saw nearly 40 million members visiting Credit Karma each month. It's a really, really high engagement. And, and they were looking for relief from a very unique set of financial challenges that were brought on by the pandemic specifically. Yes. So it was a very interesting AI problem, in fact, to sort of transform and personalize the app to surface the right things in the context of what was happening in the environment. And so there were a couple of things that I can mention in this category. So one was around just the underwriting and certainty related recommendations that we do that reflect that underwriting, those rapid changes that required us to actually evolve and rapidly update our AI predictions and surface accurately and currently, what sorts of offers are actually available to our members mm-hmm. at the best possible rates, especially considering how underwriting was tightening across the ecosystem for many of these banks as uh, people were losing jobs and things of that nature. So that was really turbulent, but really, really important work that we took very seriously at Credit Karma to surface that. So if we take a quick example back to the refi thing uh, that I'd mentioned earlier, mortgage refi. So Rexis actually helped surface this super powerful opportunity to save money when many Americans were strapped for cash. Like Being able to go do a refi on your mortgage meant saving hundreds of dollars for many people, which you know was a difference between making other bills and things like that, especially as rates for going down to record lows last year. So that was 
part of what what played into that and our ability to sort of shift and provide that opportunity. So that was one. And then the other one was a really interesting consumer experience we actually built out called the Relief Roadmap. So as banks, lenders, and government agencies started to respond, we saw this influx of relief information and programs flooding the web. And it was effectively almost impossible. It was super complex to try to navigate literally hundreds of new programs that were popping up to help people. And we knew that that was going to be top of mind for many of our members to try to find the most relevant and applicable information and resources for their individual situation. So for exactly this reason, we were able to use our uh, internal content platform technology to actually stand up an experience within weeks that allowed people to find relevant and applicable information and resources to their specific situation, depending on where they lived and, and, and their uh, circumstances, exactly what programs they, they can go to apply for, get some information on how to do that. And we used uh, AI to not only surface these recommendations for this type of relief content, but we also used AI to drive notifications to these members and help them track progress and encourage them to continue to make progress by leveraging all of these resources. And that this was also like a tremendously successful effort. We had nearly 20 million members turn to this specific product for navigating their finances during the pandemic. Talk about a real demonstrable example of the, the value of AI and how it can help people in, in circumstances that we've all experienced over the course of the past year. Thank you for sharing that. that. That's great. Now, I know back in December, Credit Karma was officially acquired by Intuit. You know, I read an article in Fortune that discussed the two companies' shared vision for creating a mobile personal financial assistant to support consumers across you know the entire financial spectrum. Can you speak a little bit more about that vision? Yeah. Well, our CEO, Ken Lin, is probably the best to speak about this you know, shared vision, but it's certainly grounded on the idea that we're better together, we're better positioned to reach our vision of automating finance through a personalized product that will ultimately help large swaths of our American society save a lot of money and, and be prosperous in their, in their financial lives. So with that said, though, we actually do operate independently from Intuit, but there are a lot of data synergies we plan to tap into to accelerate this vision. So specifically what I mean by this is building on our deep understanding of liabilities. So if you think of a balance sheet, right, there's assets and liabilities. So we have a deep understanding of liabilities because we have credit bureau data, but we can now have a deeper understanding of the other side of the balance sheet, our, our members' assets, like their income and, and other things that Intuit has a better sense of. And so at a high level, these data synergies will help us understand the holistic picture uh, of the finances of each of our members and then use that holistic picture to optimize and hopefully provide cheaper and better financial products on the whole while simultaneously doing even better at helping them understand which products they qualify for and how to improve their financial profiles as well. So as a recommendations team specifically, we plan to leverage the Intuit data and features to improve our recommendations 
as well as the member experience in this way. And then also uh, explore even more types of financial recommendations that we can't make today because uh, we don't have the insights that we now do from Intuit. So uh, specifically to, to truly understand how to automate finances in that tailored way that really optimizes for each member's financial outcome, we have to have that full picture of the financial situation and journey. And so this is how I see Intuit helping us get there as Credit Karma. Yeah, it sounds like they can really help you execute on. I, I, I wrote this down. I love this expression from free credit scores to financial progress. I think that's a great explanation of the journey that you've been on for the last dozen years or so. To kind of wrap things up, I'd love to, to get your take on what's next. How, how do you see AI and the role of AI evolving in the financial services industry over the next five to 10 years? Yeah, AI is, it's interesting. You're seeing it more and more making its way into traditional financial services, which which I find interesting. You know, when you think decades ago, banks used to do their underwriting based on very, very basic criteria. Now, most banks are moving towards AI-driven credit underwriting. We see this increasing more and more over time to smaller and smaller lenders as it becomes more accessible and easier to do. So with that, you know, of seeing you know, better assessment of borrower risk using data-backed assessments, so machine learning combined with alternate data, very sophisticated fraud detection as well that enhances your risk assessments, and also seeing some lenders go deeper into the exploration of very personalized offers and incentives. I'm definitely seeing that trend, and I see that happening more and more in much more granular ways. So those are, so those are some of the trends I'm observing. One of my hopes is also, and I imagine this will happen in the coming years, five, 10 years, as you had said, is AI-powered fair lending assessments or just generally fairness applied to these processes where I think traditional finance can continue to evolve and be better. I, I also see this uh, as an interesting challenge as, as lenders also dive into more personalization on the financial side. So that's a little bit about the sort of evolution in, of traditional finance into the fintech world. And then maybe more of the fintech first or or folks like, or, or companies like Credit Karma and alike, I, I could also see the tailored recommendations, financial recommendations, like the ones we have at Credit Karma, continuing to grow across the financial ecosystem. Because as we've learned, it's really democratizing the access to these financial services in this ecosystem in this way truly levels the playing field and helps society as a whole prosper. And these types of tailored recommendations are going to be what allows for that democratization to happen. Here, 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 here. I totally agree with you. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And then, you know, just, just the last point here on uh, Credit Karma specifically, I think uh, my hope is that in five, five to 10 years, we see that vision that, that Kenlin and the leadership talk about a lot for autonomous finance and putting consumer finance into autopilot. Uh, eventually, uh, most of our important financial decisions could could be automated, or at least the the complex decision making and the demystification of, of finances becoming a real thing and, and really making it much more accessible for consumers. So that's where I see the next five to 10 years for AI in general and using AI and data for good in this way. That's fantastic. It's been fantastic having you on the conversation, You know, talking about the growing role of AI and Credit Karma's services and more broadly in personal finance. So we really, really appreciate it. And our listeners, I know will love this episode. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This was really great. 
On the next episode of The Conversation, we'll speak with Allison Darcy, founder and president of Wobot Health, about combining AI and digital therapeutics to provide real-time mental health support and make it radically accessible to ensure patients receive the right intervention at the right time. This episode of The Conversation Podcast was produced by Interactions, a Boston-area conversational AI company. I'm Jim Freeze signing off, and we'll see you next time.